Hey everyone, this is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles. Today I'm joined by Peter from SGC. There's been a lot of discussion in the hobby recently about SGC and their emergence, so I just went straight to the source and grabbed one of their employees there and brought him on for an interview. How's it going, Peter? It's going great, Josh. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Yeah, man, really excited to have you on. I appreciate you spending the time with me today. So uh, why don't you start us off, tell us about yourself and your role at SGC. Sure. So I started at SGC about two years ago. Um, as a pretty young guy, kind of, it was probably my second job out of college. And when I joined SGC, I was just shocked that you can honestly get paid to do what I'm doing <laughs> because it's something that I've loved to do my entire life. Um, to be totally honest with you, Josh, you could be an employee of SGC and you'd make a great one because all it really takes is a passion for this hobby and, and hard work and dedication to the people, you know, the audience that we're serving. So, you know, like I was saying, I started two years ago. I took a very entry-level position. Um, you know, I just kind of said to myself, I'm going to work as hard as I can to succeed at this company because I never have to go back to working in luggage again, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. So, um, I mean, the rest is kind of history, man. It was just a gradual, um, you know, kind of moving up the ladder, I guess, as the company has grown. One thing I really appreciated about SGC from the time I, I walked through the door is that, like I said, I was a really young guy when I started there. And um, my voice was heard from day one. You know, they, they knew that they were dealing with a collector. They knew that, hey, this is a company that's really had a good grasp on the vintage game. But we may not know as much about modern and, and you know, what, how these people think. So from the second I walked in there, to be honest, I was, I was very vocal about my opinions and what I think needed to change and needed to kind of evolve. And um, I was heard, to be honest with you. And as, as the progression kind of continued, I think that my voice became a little more heard as time went on. And eventually, um, you know, where I'm at right now, I'm, I'm kind of leading, leading the charge here. So it's been great. So you, you touched on it a little bit, but why don't you tell us about your background in the hobby specifically so sure. we can get an idea about you? Totally, man. So since I could remember, and I mean that literally, I have just been a collector of everything, <laughs> the most passionate collector of everything. Um, from a very early age, I was going to baseball games, literally, I mean, it sounds, it sounds crazy, but probably a 7 p.m. game, I'm showing up at noon. The first hour is a catch with me and my dad outside the stadium. The next hour, we're waiting by the bus to catch the players going in. And then, um, you know, from there, we're watching batting practice, getting autographs. And then we're going to the bus after the game to get more autographs. So from, from literally the time that I can remember, I was just such a big sports fan and such a collector. Um, my best memories as a kid are going to my local card shop and just hanging out with the owner. And then I actually, I had moved uh, when I was a child from New York to Florida. I found a new card shop <laughs> that I would hang out at. So, um, you know, pretty much since I can remember, I've just been a crazy, you know, I was an autograph kid and then I evolved into a card kid. And from there, um, you know, I learned a lot about the industry as I got older. It wasn't only, you know, like a lot of people, you love it for the fun, but then you realize, okay, well, I can have fun, but I can also not be losing money. In fact, there's actually some money to be gained, you know? So like all of us, I've kind of um, learned a lot as I went. And by the time I got to SGC, to be honest with you, um, I was more like a lot of kids are into modern stuff. 
And when I got to SGC, I was just absolutely amazed by what I was seeing, as probably you would be as well, and everyone you have on the show would be, because we really do see some of the most amazing pieces, um, you know, out there. And that's pieces that are 120 years old. And that's the, you know, Prism Draft Pick Zion Black Prism one of one we just graded. You know, it's it's just unbelievable. And I happen to have a job where when I started with the company, it was my job to decide what your cards were called. So everyone's focused on the grade, obviously. That's the most important part. What is the number going to say um, that's on top of my, that's on my SGC holder? What you may put a little less attention to is what we're calling the cards, but it is easily just as important because if we're giving a 10 to something, but we're not calling it the refractor that it is, that means a sale can be conducted on the grounds of this not being a refractor when it is a refractor. And then you turn to SGC and you say, well, why'd you mislabel my card? You know, so it's a really important job. But in that job, pretty much everyone that walks into SGC, if you want to step into that research role, you better become a card expert. And that means you better know all the parallels of Panini Prism this year. But then you also better know the difference between an 1886 old judge tobacco card and an 1888, you know, and I could tell you what that difference is because that was my job. But, uh, you know, that's kind of that's kind of the really interesting um, crossroads of the modern vintage game that I learned from being in that position. And I think that the key to the company's success is to provide our employees with that same level of passion that I know I had when doing it. And I can tell you, man, one reason I think we have been so successful is our staff is a very passionate group of guys very, very passionate. I'm more of a coach, honestly, than I am like a, you know, a traditional boss of a company because these guys, I mean, we bring in the mail and the mail has been very good lately, as you might assume from seeing some of the chatter online and things like that. I mean, it's like, we like applaud. It's like a, it's like a, you know, we're pumped to see it every day. And, you know, we'll have the same three guys opening packages that we did, you know, just a few months ago, but they were used to opening, let's say, I don't know, 20 to 30 orders a day. Now we're looking at, you know, 120 to 150 orders a day. So our volume is way, way, way up with, to be honest with you, the same amount of guys that we had not so long ago. So that's really been the challenge. It's the fact that COVID is kind of thrown into this, the untraditional way that we have to almost make do with what we've been given rather than kind of have our destiny in our own hands. But I can tell you, man, we are fighting every day to just, you know, not only keep up, but hit our turnaround times and maintain that same level of customer service during this crazy time. Um, so, yeah, sorry for the ramble, man, but I'm very passionate about my company. And you'll you'll get a lot more of those those, you know, monologues there because I love talking SGC. That's awesome, man. I love I love hearing that you're an actual collector and it's cool for us to kind of like see behind the curtains a little bit. I do want to make a comment about the message boards kind of like chattering about. Uh, you guys like potentially paying people to, to to talk about your stuff. And I wanted to make it very clear that this interview is completely on our my own basis and you guys are not paying me. Uh, this is simply for an educational purpose to, to make the hobby more educated on what SGC is doing. And I just thought like there's just been so much uh, attention to it recently. I thought it was important to kind of do this right now. So this is just two guys talking cards on an interview. <laughs> so just to be totally transparent with everyone, because we have nothing to hide at SGC. Like we are, we are you, it's for the people, by the people, we're collectors. It's not news to me that we've heard some stuff that if anyone could change anything about SGC, maybe I'd put a hologram on the label, 
we're listening. We, we, you know, we're right in tune with you. And it's not like these other companies that get very comfortable and they're too big to fail. We want to evolve. Um, and I can tell you that anyone else who's, you know, speaking the good graces of SGC is legitimately doing it because they want to take over this hobby. This hobby has been owned by two companies, two companies for a very long time. And we're here to say that our company does it differently. You might not be used to our company. You might not be used to the look of the holder, the website, the experience. I don't blame you. You haven't used us before, but we are going to get better. We are going to improve. And I, I can promise you right now, Josh, that there are a lot of collectors that have not only taken the leap, because that's the hardest part, but the only thing that might be as hard as that is having them come back and having them happy with their experience, whether they like the grades or not, at least they knew they were fair. I mean, you know, so that's what I want to tell everyone. These guys are not paid out there. These guys are looking to, it's essentially what they're doing is they're looking to hop on board. They're looking to be a part of something that changes the hobby that they've loved their whole life like I have. Now I'm fortunate enough where I'm a full-time paid employee of SGC and I kind of have both worlds, but make no mistake to anyone watching, um, we want you to join us. You know, you, you, you get on board, you give me a call. I, I will surely answer it. We have a very, um, you know, a great staff that wants to work with you. And as far as that goes, all it takes is you saying, I want to, I want to start bulk subbing with you. Well, you're going to get some nice prices. And with those nice prices, you probably want more people to bulk sub with you. So when that happens, you might want to put on that SGC hat and that SGC shirt and say, go SGC. That is the plan. Wake up, people. You know, we're growing a, there's a movement here. That's, that's, that's how we look at it. So um, as far as that goes, you are surely not paid by me, Josh, nor is anyone else. I mean, I'm, I'm excited just to have this interview just so we can have some competition, right? So to that end, what, what are you guys going to do? What are you doing differently now? And then, like you said, what are you planning for the future that's different? and hopefully better, you know, improvements on what PSA and BGS do. Sure. So the, the first one that I just comes to mind, because it's very, very different, is the fact that um, it's been pretty well known at this point that SGC takes high resolution images of all of your cards um, when they're graded. And what that means is that we are growing a massive database on the cards that we're grading. And in addition to that, we're supplying those cards to our customers free of charge. So that comes with the service. Um, I can tell you that doing something like that may seem rather simple, um, but it is the opposite of that. We went through a lot of growing pains developing the system. I mean, we had an employee whose full-time job was to build the, the application that allows us to do this. In addition to that, we have a full-time employee whose job it is to image these cards. Um, you know, I remember at the, at the infancy of the program, we were taking these images on like one of the old pole scanners, you know, whoop, whoop. it took forever. I mean, we had to, we had to be five days early on turnaround time just to get the orders out in time past the imaging station because it was so difficult to do. And I can tell you that that, that, that grind, I'm just not seeing it with some of our competition. I can't speak to what goes on behind closed doors, obviously. And I hope it does change as a legitimate, you know, lifelong collector and hobbyist. But, um, you know, that those wheels are always spinning in our heads, how we can be better. I would say the imaging, um, as far as what else, I mean, let's face it, turnaround time for some of our competitors is 
really just a word. It doesn't mean anything at all. Like it's, it's totally, it's just a word. It's just, that's what we call it. It's turnaround time. So 20 business days becomes 45 business days and 45 business days becomes, I don't know, I hear horror stories where it's 14 months and people haven't gotten their cards back. So I think the biggest thing there is that we actually, you know, we don't BS our, our audience, our supporters. If it's going to be a 20 day turnaround time, we're going to do everything in our power to get that order out 20 days late. And you know what, if it's two business days after that 20, we feel like, well, you know, we should have gotten out on, on 20. We, you know, we have to change it up so that we're hitting that. Um, it's really just an overall mentality, man, where we're putting the collectors first. We serve you. You don't serve us. We are not, you know, we don't own you. You are choosing to use us. If you've never used us, I hope you try to use us. Because if you don't like what I'm saying, it's, then I'll never, I'll never, I'll never have you. You know, if you just, if you don't want to jump on board now, maybe you just don't think like we do. But simply, you know, I can just promise you that sometimes I even want to make, you know, not to get off track here, but I almost think in my mind, how can I get the message out on the work that we do behind the scenes? And all joking aside, I thought to myself, maybe we come out with some corny video where it's like, hi, I'm Josh. Like I'm, I ship your packages. Hi, you know, but it's like, people should know that these are guys, these aren't, you know, our customer service is not offshore, you know, like this is a real, we are privately owned and we're, you know, to some extent, even though our brand is, is international, even it's still a small business, you know, we're looking to make it huge. But as we go to make it huge, I can promise you what we'll never lose sight of is that we can't be comfortable and we can't take the support that we have for granted. Because to be honest, that's why we have the support we do. It's because people look uh, you know, at the other guys and they say, I don't like how I'm being treated. I don't like the way they do business. So we're here to, to hopefully lapse them at some point because we're not thinking small here. We're thinking big and we're going to need everyone to do it. And we hope that this is a movement that, that continues and the momentum only grows. I have a question about the turnaround times. That's obviously the hottest topic, I think, and probably the biggest benefit that you guys provide, um, you know, as in, in comparison to the other companies. The What happens when you guys start growing, though? Are you going to be able to take on the new volume? Like, let's say you, you just, you 10x, right? In a couple mm-hmm. in a couple months or a year or whatever. Are you going to hire close. more? Like, how, how, how do you, how does the hiring go? How do you, like, grow? How do you expand this? Because I feel like, from PSA especially, we just kind of hear this like, oh, we can't hire more. We're just kind of stuck with this backlog. How are you guys right. going to address that? Well, I can tell you that makes no sense. We can't hire more. I don't know what that means. I is there? I don't know if there's a law in, in the state of California that says that you can't hire a certain amount of employees, but I, I wouldn't think there is. So you can't hire more. Um, I can tell you right now, just to give some insight into what's going on in the SGC world behind the scenes. So obviously, like I've mentioned, we have a lot of business. And what we want to do is bring in a group of five employees at once, 10 employees at once, and just start cranking these guys into our, you know, put them in the model to make them just perfect SGC employees. What's made that very difficult is that like all companies, we have a space and that space is limited. And with what's going on these days, I can't put two guys shoulder to shoulder working on an order at the same time. So what do we do? We can basically sit back and we can say, well, it is what it is and we're facing challenges and, you know, they'll understand, you know, what are they going to do? Wait, you know, two years with the other guys, they'll keep sending again, man, we're not comfortable. So what we're doing, I literally checked out a new space yesterday 
I am awaiting an email back on what that space will cost me. And I can tell you that we are very eager to get into a new space because once we get into a new space, all of a sudden our people are spread out and all of a sudden I can start hiring literally four or five people a day if that's what it's going to take. And right now, to be totally honest with, with you, it looks like we're headed in that direction. Um, from a perspective of how we get those employees to be great and to buy into this level of thinking, to be totally honest with you, I'm in charge of that. That's what I do at SGC. And I can, I give my word to everyone. You do not walk in my door unless you think like I think, like you think, like everyone watching this thinks. If you don't have a level of respect, you don't have to be a card collector. You don't have to do that. But if you don't have a, a, a very high level of respect for the passion that these people have about what they do, then you're just not allowed in. It's that plain and simple. Um, the truth is, you see me, I'm you know a passionate guy who's getting red in the face talking about this, but you know what? I could be replaced by a Harvard grad who knows a whole lot more than me about the finance and economics of you know this industry and how we can cut costs while you know increasing profits, and that's all important. Don't get me wrong. But I think what's more important is the fact that this passion for the industry never dies at the company. And I think that that's what we have. It's the fact that I am in charge of this company. And as long as I am in charge of this company, we will not be run like the other guys are. We are going to scale and we're going to scale properly so that we meet our turnaround times. Okay, we have 40 more packages than we did the day before. Well, now it's time to hire so we can meet those turnaround times. And newsflash to everyone, there's some profit still to be made there. So I don't know what these guys are telling you when they say we can't hire. That doesn't make much sense, to be totally honest with you. Um, I found a model work for me, and I'm going to give it out. It's almost my little secret, but we'll see what happens with it. Hopefully the other guys don't steal it. But you know what you do? You hire young kids. You hire young kids like I was when I was hired. And these young kids, if they're not card collectors, which to be totally honest, most of the time they're not, what are the odds that every guy who walks in the door is a lifelong collector? But what they are is they're sports fans. And when you get them, when you get a big Zion Williamson fan in who's 19 years old and doesn't really know what he wants to do in life, he knows he's a smart kid. Um, you know, most of the guys have a, you know, college educated, they're college educated, but they look at it and they're like, I'd love to work in sports. And then I teach them cards. I teach them that you see the Zion Williamson card in R10. Well, that's worth X amount now. If he breaks his leg, you can count that that's going way down. If he, you know, has a season of triple doubles, you can count that that's going up, you know? So it's an interesting thing that so many people are, can latch onto. They really can. And I find that the biggest thing with this hobby is that people just need to know about it. You just need a, a messenger who's willing to take it to the masses and kind of speak their language, teach them, bring them in. This is what we do. This is why we love this. This is why, you know, I made six figures last year flipping baseball cards from my couch. And I think that from there, you convert every fantasy football player into a passionate card collector. And that's kind of what we're trying to do. That's our mold. You get them in young, you fuel their fire in cards. And from there, the sky's the limit. Because I can tell you, man, my employees, Believe me, these guys are working weekends right now. They're working 10-hour days, not because I tell them to, because they don't want to leave the office. They don't want to go home because they know what an important time this is for us. Um, so the, the counterbalance to that question is, what are you, are you, how focused are you and what are you doing to, to maintain the sanctity of the grade? Because there's always been 
there's always been rumors floating around that people are paying extra to get higher grades. There's always been this like, oh, they're grading tougher at this time than they were before. There's a lot of that. Right. Can you please speak to that. Give us some behind the scenes. What is it like at SGC? What are you doing to, to maintain fairness and um, unbiased grading on your cards? I That's a great question. Um, first off, right off the bat, I don't know if anyone is... I can't speak to, again, what goes on with some of our competitors at all. I can only speak to what I see. And to be totally honest with you, Josh, I don't pay that much attention to our competitors. I simply don't. We have so much work in front of us that I wish I had the time to just go study their model and see what's going on over there. But I don't. Um, I can tell you this. No one is paying more money for better grades. Our head grader has been working for us for 22 years. Since the company was founded in the year 1998, he has, I believe he began with us as our shipper, but very soon after that, he decided, I want to get into grading. Well, that doesn't mean the next day he starts assigning grades. It's like an apprenticeship at SGC. We don't pay our graders minimum wage to go stick for, you know, 959-959-999-959. That's not the way cards are evaluated. Um, so I think that at SGC, we really put a lot of stock into the fact that this is an expertise. This isn't just a, this isn't a role at the company. This isn't a job that anyone can do. We've kind of set in place a little hierarchy at our company, um, where in order to even get into the conversation where you want to start grading, well, first you better become an art, a card expert in our research department. So there will not be anyone who just hops into cards because we found them off the street and they seem to know what they're talking about. I think that's a big reason why we're known in this, in this hobby as being tough, but very consistent graders. It's because we don't have a boiler room like setting where it's more cards, more cards, more cards, get them in, get them out, get them in, get them out. It's more of, Hey, maybe we should look at that one again, because, you know, I, I, I was really focused on left to right centering, but top and bottom on Panini Prism can be very difficult. Let me just make sure that the Zion going out in a silver, that the Zion Silver Prism is a 10 and not, you know, a strong 9.5. People notice that stuff too. Um, so it's important. And we, I, all I could say, man, is generally we just put a ton of stock into the grades that we're assigning. Because at the end of the day, you can't build a company if you don't have a grading room to build it around. Yeah, the, the grade is, is really like, it's this, like I said, the sanctity of the hobby. Like if we have inconsistent grades, like we might as well just throw in the towel. Exactly. I mean, I completely agree, man. I, I, I know that it doesn't matter what kind of service I can offer these people. If they feel like their cards are being judged unfairly one way or another, um, the conversation ends there because what are, you know, what are you, what service are you buying? There's not much of a service there at all. If, if we don't really know what we're doing with cards. And speaking to that, I mean, we have been assigning grades to cards for 20 years. And most of those cards, to be honest with you, were vintage in the past. And we have numerous Honus Wagner T206s in our holder. Um, a few Baltimore News Babe Ruths, which are worth anywhere between like one and $5 million. You know, if we can handle those, I'm pretty sure we can handle the John Morant, you know, refractor. It's just, how, it's, it's how it is, or prism. Um, so yeah, I, you know, we take it very seriously. I can, I can promise everyone that. I really wish I could just bring you in the office and just show you everything. Cause I'm so damn proud of what we do, man. I got to tell you, but you know, hopefully, hopefully this will help kind of, you know, 
let everyone know that SGC is, we don't, we're not run like a traditional business, just trying to eke out as much dollars and cents out of you as we can. We want to grow in a really healthy and sustainable way. That's awesome, man. I love it so far. Um, so I know everyone watching this is, is a collector, so they're going to want me to ask questions from a collector. So let me, let me try to get like a collector question at you. I personally have a lot of PSA and BGS cards. You know, mm -hmm. that's just, the, that's just how it is. Uh, I don't own any SGC cards at the moment. Right. You guys are starting to interest me in certain aspects. Uh, why should I buy an SGC card or, or grade with SGC? What 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 is it about like kind of your you know the community or maybe like the you know it's it's like we have to make the leap right? It's a really tough thing to like add a new label to your collection because all of us are very organized and we like things a certain way. Can you speak to like how you guys are trying to pitch and market to us as collectors to like make that leap? Like what are you guys doing to to get us on board? Definitely. So the whole thing, this is one thing that I am very passionate about. Um, and I don't know that everyone shares the same view. And what I've heard from the chatter going on online is that not everyone does feel the same way. But my thinking is that I'm here to tell you that SGC should become a part of your collection. If it is the only uh, grading company that you decide to go with, all the power to you. I love you. That's great. I hope you come back for more grades soon. But that doesn't mean that you just dump these other companies. I mean, I would be lying. Like I said, I've been a collector my whole life. You don't think I've ever owned a BGS card before? Of course I have. And guess what? It's a cool holder. I like the card. Like, you know, the card looks nice. It makes refractors look good. Um it's not an all or nothing thing. It's just simply saying that you have a PSA 9, send it to SGC. Maybe we like it for a 9.5. They don't have a 9.5. Maybe it's a strong 9, and it could have gone either way, 9 or 10. The grader assigned a 9. Maybe our graders feel that a 9.5 is a more appropriate grade. Um, BGS 9.5s, for example, that is, as everyone knows, a very common grade that they like to give out. 9.5, 9.5 is, is kind of their go-to for um, you know, a lot of new wax that just comes out. And I think that at SGC, what they view as a 9.5, many times we feel is undergraded. And you know, that's the way it is. We have we have crossover orders that I can tell you have a hundred percent success rate. And then we have ones that have zero percent success rate. Those are the more uh, you know, kind of the less common ones. But I would say if you give me seven cars that you feel are strong BGS 9.5s. I could probably tell you that a few of them would bump. They probably would simply because we grade a little differently. Um, the only thing I can do is stand by the, you know, the pride that we take in our work and the experts that we have in our grading room. And I can tell you that no one knows more about cards than these guys. You just don't like, you know, you could, you could show me the guy and I won't believe it because I don't know as much about them. I learned a lot of what I know from them and that's how it should be. You know, when you're looking at a card to bump, uh, the graders are like focused on the card itself and not like, because there's also like politics of like, oh, if these guys gave it a nine, you know, why would I want to give you guys a nine five? Then it gives you the perception that ours is easier. Is there any like politics around that? How does that work? I mean, there's absolutely, that's a tough question to answer. I mean, there's no politics around it. Basically the way that it works is let's say we have a Pat Mahomes prism rookie, 2017 Pat Mahomes prism, and it's in a PSA nine. We're going to look at the centering of the card. We're going to look at the surface of the card. We're going to look at the corners of the card. Um, now, remember, 
we're not cracking the card out before we're looking at it, which means that there has to be substantial evidence there for us to tell us, okay, we can crack this card out because you can't go back. So in other words, if you gave me that card and your minimum on it was a nine, we better be sure that, or, or excuse me, your minimum on it was a nine five, we better be sure that that card is going to grade a 9.5 before cracking it out. So that I believe is actually a reason why more cards don't cross. It's simply that we can't have the look that we'd love. We'd love to have the card raw and to be able to really loop every part of the card. Um, but when it isn't a holder, it's a it's more of a challenge. You need more uh, substantial evidence to cross the card. So, I mean, there are trends. There are trends in this hobby that I'm not ashamed of, nor, nor is anyone with my company. For example, um, look at a BGS Jeter. Look at a BGS Jeter. Look at our prices next to theirs. Uh, and when I say Jeter, I mean the SP, excuse me, the 1993 SP. We are selling for more than them on that card. Well, why are we selling for more than them on that card? Because our graders feel that they grade it too loose. And maybe they feel that we grade it too tight. But the fact is, is our nine is a tighter nine than theirs. And we've seen that clearly because when we get BGS nine uh, Jeter SPs for crossover, there's a very low success rate on those because we feel that they're overgraded. I'm sure you can send some SGC, you know, maybe you could get a Zion uh, in, a, in a 10 from SGC and you send it to BGS, they'll say, this is overgraded. This is a 9.5. Those trends exist and they're not, you know, yeah. there's nothing to be ashamed of here. It's like, that's the way the companies right? view the cards. You're consistent. That's, that's really the important part. If you're consistent right. with it, then, you know, that's how, if, if that's the way you guys grade it and you're consistent with it, then we as a hobby accept that. Right. Um, this has been awesome, dude. I love your passion. This is great. You're, Thank you, man. I, I had, apologize. I had, like, I knew no, this would no. happen. The truth is, is every time <laughs> I get talking, I came on, I've, I've watched your videos before. I really enjoy the channel, but I know you're a real level-headed guy. You're a super chill guy. And <laughs> no, I was good. nervous that I just explode through the screen. So I appreciate you working with People me, need man. to balance me out. I get that comment a lot that I'm like, people, I'm just so like mellow. So I need someone <laughs> to get me going. Um, and I, I honestly like appreciate kind of the, uh, the more like younger, fresh approach to this. And mm -hmm. I think you give off a lot of that, you know, just because like the hobby's changing very quick and right. there's a lot of new money coming in and there's a lot of young guys coming in. There's a lot of money and a lot of investing. So we just like, we as collectors, honestly, we just want transparency. We, we want to know what's going on. We want to know like, why are we getting nines? Why is this taking six times as long as it's set, as you right. say? Like, what are you guys doing as far as the transparency side of things? Right. Well, as far as the transparency side of things, I mean, I have to be totally honest there. I don't think we have that much room to grow in that aspect of the company, simply because if there was one thing that SGC was founded on, it was customer service and, you know, which, which also I would include as turnaround times and transparency. The fact that there hasn't been anything to hide. The fact that if you give us, you know, you're going to pay same day price on a Babe Ruth, you know, a 1933 Gaudi Babe Ruth, and it comes back trimmed, you'd like to know what side of the card it was trimmed on, what our graders are seeing. And I can tell you that I'm a part of the company. I've seen how this company has moved and where we began and where we are now. And one thing that has remained is that if we can do it for you, we're gonna do it for you. Like I said, we wanna make you happy. We, we're not entitled to your business. So in order to maintain that business, we'd like you to leave as happy as possible. Now that doesn't mean that we're gonna cross all your cards and you're gonna get the grades you want. But it does mean that, hey, let's make the let's make the experience fair. 
let's make it enjoyable for the average Joe who just enjoys the hobby and is taking, you know, it's his first grading order ever. And he heard of this company called SGC. So um, as far as transparency, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm here, aren't I? You know, it's like, I'm doing my best. And the one thing that definitely separates us apart is the fact that I want to hear what you're saying. Look, I'm, a, I'm 25 years old and I am blessed to be running this company. I really am. But understand that I'm no genius. I'm no genius at all. You may know more about one thing than I know. I want to welcome everyone's voice in this. That's, when I, that's why I say that this is a movement, that this is like a grassroots campaign where the collectors are taking back what's theirs, and that's this hobby. And SGC is really all it is, is it's the, the, uh, you know, the method that this is happening through in so, to some extent. I know that you know, there are people that love SGC, but they just wish this was different about it. I don't blame them. I wish there were things that were different about SGC, but we're getting there and we will get there and we're going to get there as quickly as possible. This isn't a stiff arm, you know, we'll do it, but, but we, not today. This is like, look, I have the resources in front of me, the staff in front of me. It's very important. I keep getting cards out, but when, when we're managing all of that absolutely perfectly, I can promise you we are not, there's no such thing as comfortability in the world of SGC. It's just growth and you know, we're almost the Tesla of the card grading company. We like uh, card grading companies. We like to think of ourselves as because there's never a point where we're just comfy. It's always something. We decided, you know, in the midst of developing, you know, getting the pop report together, we decided, well, let's let's throw images at them. That's something that no one's ever done before, you know. So that stuff's not going anywhere. But I have collectors text me all the time that say, you should post this on Facebook. Guess what? I posted on Facebook. Like literally, that's the way it goes. Like if, if they want to see it, I'll post it on Facebook. I mean, the truth is, Josh, something tells me that this won't be the last time we talk, man. And you have quite a following. And to be totally honest with you, I value what you have to say. If you texted me and you're like, hey, man, you guys have been marketing this. There's a huge group of collectors that, have, that are really hot on this product. You have anything in house that you could throw up on social media? You know what I'd probably say? That's a good idea. Yeah, I probably should do that. You know, so it's just an unhealthy way of thinking to say to kind of hold ourselves so tight and not kind of release what we do to the world and let everyone join, because that's why people think these people are paid. They're texting me. They're bulk submitters who have received my phone number and I want to give it out because I want to be better. That's the way it works. They're saying to me, we should do this. We should do that. And I can tell you a lot of the times I'm like. No, I don't think we should. Not the best idea in the world. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but but a lot of a lot of really smart guys, um, really successful guys love cards. And I want to hear what they have to say, because they're just yeah. as important to this hobby as any of the three grading companies are. Without them, this hobby just it crumbles. No one's buying cards and, you know, everyone's stuck with them, essentially. I'm sure you've seen a lot of chatter on the boards about like the trim cards and like mm -hmm. PSA and BGS having those cards in PSA and BGS slabs. How, how are you guys trying to get ahead of that and handle it? What are you guys doing in that? Right. So the only thing I can say is again, I try to engulf myself in as much hobby chatter as possible because it's healthy that I'm up to date with the current events of what's going on and what my audience is, is feeling. But at the same time, I don't, sit on these boards because I, I drive myself nuts, to be honest with you. Um, there's a lot going on in the office that I have to take care of to not really have the time to 
participate as much. In other words, Josh, if I didn't have a, an official capacity with SGC, I would be a really passionate collector, just like you are, just like all, all your, your audiences. And I'd be the one that sits on the boards and, and keeps up with the boards and, and, you know, posts on the boards. But since I'm not, I don't have as much time to devote to it. But believe me, I'm not running away from that question. As far as the question of trimming, um, all we can do, and this is what I'm sure you'll hear from all three of the grading companies. I just think that ours carries actual weight because we can back it up with evidence. How can you, um, you know, how can you account for, how, how can you basically ensure the fact that less cards are trimmed in your holder? Well, one is let's make sure our graders know what they're doing. Let's make sure our graders know what they're doing. Two, let's make sure our very skilled graders who know what they're doing have the appropriate amount of time to be rendering, you know, really, really impactful decisions on these cards based on their expertise. You could have the best expert in the world, but if he's on a time clock, and guess what? They're on a time clock. You know, it's, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to see that. If they're on a time clock, it's get it in, get it out. And that could mean two things. That could mean that cards that aren't trimmed are just getting the T because it's, it's you know, I whatever, avoid it. You know, I don't want that issue. I don't need to see that on a forum. Or it's the opposite effect where a card that has, you know, substantial evidence of trimming at some point in its life comes up and it, it, it makes it into a 10 holder, you know, something like that. And I think it's just time, expertise, a level of pride, um, you know, uh, consistency. And that all comes with just the best management of that particular area of your company that you can have. And to be totally honest, that's where, I'm sorry, we kick your ass. I mean, we just do. I mean, I see what these guys do. They will hold a card that's worth $8 raw and they'll 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 put a grade on it. They'll put it they'll put it in their graded stack, and then they'll take it back and they'll look at it again. And then they'll put it back in their grading stack. And then they'll take a look again, change the grade, and then put it back in their grading stack. <laughs> you know, this is a card that is worth less than the grading fee sometimes. But that's that's what you need if you're not taking that pride in that in the grades. Then then we can honestly look ourselves in the eye and say that we're doing everything we can to ensure that the least amount of mistakes are happening. You know, we're human, don't get me wrong, but if we're not going to do everything we can to avoid those mistakes, then how can we call ourselves, you know, the best umpires in the game? So that's that's the take. Have you guys thought about doing any digital grading at all? We've thought about it. I'm not going to lie to you. We've thought about it. Um, I think personally, I, I feel that digital grading is, I'm, it's very hit or miss. One collector thinks that it's the future of the hobby. The next thinks that it's the bane of the hobby's existence. You know, it's it's really a controversial issue. It's like some days I think, and I'm like, well, maybe you know, maybe that's what people would just grab onto. And other days I'm like, you know, what are we going to have like a robot? You know, like what can you do? You know, it's I almost think that there might be there may be more mistakes. Um, you know, using something like a digital grader simply because it takes a collector to grade. That's why you can't just throw anyone in it because you have to know, you know, what does a what does a rebacked tobacco card look like? Could you teach a machine what a rebacked tobacco card looks like? Maybe you could, but like I'd rather hit my turnaround times than spend the next seven years developing a robot that in, that inevitably is going to be broken and not work at a hundred percent, you know, accuracy. Like like I almost feel that it's. It's hard to say. I'm even, you know, kind of like replaying sports, like 
you know how like in, in when replaying sports if it's not it's like obviously better we have more accuracy in, in most but people get more angry about it because when it is wrong it's like oh you, you messed up one freaking time um i'm with you man i mean the only thing as far as that goes though is with a replay in sports i almost look at that like i don't know again i don't focus a lot of my time and attention on the other guys i don't know what their grading room looks like i don't know the tools that they use to grade i don't i honestly don't know a single training method that they use to get these people up to speed on grading. What I do know though, is that at SGC, we use a BSC machine, it's called, quite often. I mean, if you have a card that's that's of any kind of substantial value or there's, there's substantial risk that the card may be altered, it goes right into that BSC machine. And what that machine basically is, is it's a, it's a machine, if I'm understanding, if I've heard correctly, it's like the FBI uses it basically to, to examine like forensics and things like that. And I've seen the machine at work and it's amazing what it does. I mean, it, it blows up every pixel of the card into, you know, things about that big on a huge screen in our grading room. And the second the card's in there, every grader kind of turns his seat to take a look at what they're seeing. And they're seeing it in all grays and then all pinks and then all blues. And this machine takes pictures. And here's a newsflash. We keep those pictures that we take of the cards. We measure the cards with obviously a precision, you know, a precision ruler and get it down to the, you know, minutia. And it's, it's, you know, what are you going to do? It's like, that's, that's what we can do to kind of, that's our version of replay. I guess I should say it's the fact that if we need the replay, then we put it in there and is replay. Do you disagree with replay every so often? I do. I mean, you know, and then there are calls that you can't replay. (laughs) So that's, that's how it goes. I just thought of another question. I'm just rapid firing you. I'm like, it feels like I'm changing topics, but please please keep it coming. I, like I said, this is, this is the, this is the most amount of time I've been out of the office in about a month at a time, you know, I, I've been leaving it, you know, very late at night. So it's nice. I'm actually home right now. I ran home for, you know, an hour or so to chat and this is, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Appreciate the the bonus time I'm getting. Um, there's a lot the, of cracking and resubbing in the hobby. So if you guys are taking pictures of the cards, uh, and especially if it's serial numbered and it's coming back to you raw, are you aware that people have cracked it and are you reassigning the grade you already gave them or are you reassessing as, as if, as if it's a new order? Good question. Well, the first the first answer I can give you is anytime a holder is cracked, it doesn't matter if we have evidence that it's the same card, we have to reassess it as if we've never seen it before. Now we can pull that 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 knowledge that we've gained off seeing it the first time. So for example, if we see the card the first time and the second time, you know, we knew we gave it a nine the first time, we could have that in our head that when we first saw this card, it, it met our mint category which probably could give you an idea of what the corners look like. And when you, you know, look at the scan, you can probably see that. You know, my point is, is we have to reassess the card as if it's a blank slate because the card could have been trimmed after we assigned that grade. But at the same time, there is also valuable kind of evidence to draw from that first opinion as well. You know, it's not always an all or nothing type thing. But as far as knowing the grade from those images, it's kind of both. I, it's kind of both is the answer. And what I mean by that is I see it every day. Our graders will walk a card over and they'll go and look at the image of the card when it was originally submitted. And I've seen before where they say, okay, this is the fourth 
SP Jeter I've seen by this guy where the same exact cut is done, the same trim on the bottom, I'm done with him. And usually that means I give him a call and I say, look, we know you've switched up your account a few times. Stop wow. doing this. And I, yeah, wow. So it's crazy. But at the same time, I don't want people to, to, to think that if you if you give me the Ronald Acuna, you know, green tops chrome number four of ninety nine, we gave it a nine five. If you give it back, we're going to go look in our data in our database and type in green Acuna, you know, four of ninety five tops chrome. It just simply doesn't work like that. It's almost evidence where if we want it, we can do some digging. But I don't want to miss a miss conception where it's almost that SGC. You know, when you're when you're giving me, uh, you know, any serial numbered card, I'm typing it into this unbelievable yeah. database and it's pull it like, you know, like I said, no BS. It's it's really helpful and it's helped us do a lot that we wouldn't be able to do without this database of images. But at the same time, it's not this, you know, we're, we're not computers, we're not machines either. So it's, it's yeah. kind of half and half, I'd say. All right. Last question. I promise. No. Uh, like I said, man, this time has flown by. You told me an hour. I was like, oh my God, I hope I'm okay for an hour. You know, I'm quite camera shy. And then all of a sudden I camera shy question. So uh, all right. So let's say that an odd you've way sold of, me... of expressing camera shy. It is. <laughs> let's say that you've sold me an SGC and now I'm interested. Where where do you want me to go first? Where, what what website do I go to? Where do I get started? Where do I go find out more? Sure. How do I submit? Help me get started. Great. So basically, if, if this is the first time that you're ever using SGC, I would ask you to ask yourself one question. And that's, do you consider yourself kind of your average customer who's going to be submitting a four card order, a 28 card order, a 67 card order, you know, once every three weeks? Or are you a guy where this is your livelihood, where you, you know, are a dealer whose job is to get them in and get them out and get them on eBay and move the product? And, you know, those are two very different routes for your your normal you know collector i would say mid-level uh you know card grader go to the website it's gosgc.com uh, you'll make an account it's super easy it's like username password um and email and then from there you can start a submission immediately and if you do feel like you know what i could be giving these guys 500 cards uh you know every two weeks that's probably send me an email. My email is peter at gosgc.com. And I can promise you, I'll be pointing you in the right direction. We have some account managers that out with our team that share my passion for this, that are absolutely unbelievable of catering to every need that you have. Like I said, we want your business. So we want to work with you. Um, so yeah, you can, like I said, it, I'm an open book and you can, you can email me directly if you'd like. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate the time. This was incredibly helpful. It's it's awesome to get someone, like I said, behind the curtains at grading companies because we, you know, we as collectors just want the truth, right? We just want to know that things are consistent, fair, and we want the truth. So I appreciate uh, you giving us that today. And uh, any last thoughts? Yes. So first off, Josh, I want to thank you so much, man, for taking the time to reach out and have me on the show. Um, I'd love to come back anytime. It's been a pleasure. I do want to let your entire audience know that directly after concluding this, I will be making a discount code for all of them. That's basically called Josh CC, and that will supply them with 15% off their order for this weekend only. It ends Sunday, Sunday at midnight. So as long as they type in that discount code upon the completion of their order, you will get 15% off your off all of your grading fees, basically. 
Awesome. I'm going to put that on the video. I'll get the video up tonight and I will put that on my Instagram so that people know about that discount code. And that's, that's awesome, man. Thanks for doing that. You got it, man. No, absolutely. Thanks again for having me. It was, it was definitely fun. Thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm interested to see SGC keep growing and more SGC cards out in the market. I'm excited. Absolutely, man. Me, me as well. Thank you. See ya.